0: Dearest podcast listeners, I've missed you. During your long absence, my thoughts have seldom strayed from your eager podcast listening ears and the sounds I want to cram into them, like so many dull pencil nubs, into the hungry face of a high-torque precision sharpener. So why delay? Let's get right into it with a fine piece of songwriting, an absolute gem of a track, by Umjack, entitled, Down the Drain. subscribe to the Feedback Underground quarterly, like something like uh, 30, 40 years ago. I paid my $5, and I've not been receiving it, and I was wondering if there was something wrong. I mean, uh, did you guys go electronic? Because I used to like the, the paper copy, and so I'd like to still receive it if I could. Now, I do have a change of address, uh, so because I moved from my mommy's house like 35 years ago, I need, I need you to, to, to change my address for me. Thank you. Thank you for that call, loyal listener. It warms my heart to hear of your enduring love for our fine publication. I can assure you that we have faithfully mailed issue after issue and volume upon volume to your address on record. Somewhere a stack of feedback underground quarterlies waits for you to find them and open their delightful pages. Consider this your mission. To find your heap of back issues. I wish you well on your quest. Preceding our wonderful caller, we had a stupendous song by Umjack called Down the Drain, and that was followed by Dizzy Spell by the terrific band Cordata. And now I have something different for you, my friends. I have a reading of a story from my youth, a disturbing story An enlightening story. A bullshit story. Who can tell? Only the listener can determine this for themselves. My earliest recollection of formal education involved a mob of four-year-olds, a meager box of crayons and the subsequent coloring of my entire outlook on humanity. It was an early life lesson, but a pivotal one. As a young child, I served a brief summertime stint in preschool at Kosciuszko Park, just down the street from our house on Chicago's north side. I don't suppose I attended more than a handful of sessions because I cannot recall what we learned or how we spent our time, except for this one critical episode. My mother walked me down Harding Avenue, across Diversity Avenue, and deposited me in the pale yellow and brown parkhouse where I swarmed with an unruly rabble of preschool savages until the somewhat less than confident instructors took charge and arranged us in a wide circle, cross-legged on the polished wooden gym floor. A young lady with long brown hair and a striped t-shirt tore pages out of a coloring book and passed them around. Whether by choice or by happenstance, I ended up with a nice landscape scene featuring a grand sprawling tree, a mighty oak that deserved to be clad in the deep colors of the primeval forest, rich browns, subtle tans, and deep greens rendered in the complex chiascuro, painstakingly crafted from luminous undertones of pigment, built in layers of colored wax. This drawing called for an artist's sensibilities. It called for subtlety and nuance juxtaposed with bold strokes befitting nature's life force as manifested on cheap newsprint. It is worth noting here that the Chicago Park District in the early 70s did not set a top budgetary priority on glorified babysitting. This preschool class was clearly getting by on a bare minimum of supplies. The group of 30-odd kids had to make do with a 64-count box of crayons which had seen hard use at the hands of our predecessors. That meant each kid got two broken crayons, two, and we didn't get to pick. I ended up with purple and orange. Given my initial creative vision for the rendering of this tree, one can see my dilemma and understand my dismay. However, with a nod of appreciation to my mom and dad, I had certain notions drilled into me. Cooperation. Sharing. This is what I was taught to do. That's not to say I was some sort of pint-sized paragon of virtue. At preschool age, I was not adept at these skills, but I was certainly aware of them and ready to put them into practice. I turned to the kid on my right and made the helpful suggestion that we trade crayons so that we would have something more amenable to the needs of our own coloring book pages. I imagined a crayon exchange network blossoming around the perimeter of the gym as budding artists helped each other find the right hues for their palettes. This notion crumbled as my polite inquiry was rebuffed by the little snot-nosed brat. I was baffled, but I was persistent. I pivoted left to deliver my sensible proposal to another child. Surely this young Picasso would enjoy a purple crayon for a while. While I scribbled down a preliminary tonal layer using his graciously lent nubbin of burnt umber. But no, this short-sighted jerk would have none of it either. No amount of reasoning made a difference. The intractable irrationality of it made my head reel. And worse, I was hushed by the instructor. Hushed, for my naive attempt to engineer a win-win scenario from our paltry art supplies and children inadequately blessed with intellect or virtue. Even now, nearly half a century later, I am aghast. Surely these kids knew about sharing, didn't they? Didn't they know about cooperation? How was this possible? I was dumbfounded. I was disappointed. I was frustrated. I was scarred. The next time my mother took me in hand and headed toward Kosciuszko Park, I refused to go. I cried, I screamed, I writhed on the floor, I ran after her, I dropped out. This psychic wound was the beginning of the end for my faith in humanity. Subsequent years and even more egregious acts of stupidity would deepen my disillusionment. I would encounter lying, cheating, violence, lack of creative vision, disinterest in the world around us and other moral failings. But this is where it began my cynicism, my dim view of humankind. Allow me to mention persistence again, lest my audience take this tale as a pan to despair. My struggling preschool self folded in the face of resistance. I dropped out, but soon learned to not make a habit of quitting in frustration. Indeed, I believe that persistence is life. You take another step, you take another breath, and you keep on going. Maybe you change direction, Maybe you alter your cadence, but you keep going. I have no doubt that trifling experiences from my childhood affected my view of the world. Every experience does. Perspective takes shape with every struggle, with every success, with every joy and every sorrow, like the steady accumulation of color left by a painter's brush or a child's crayon. The truth is, my point of view is not as dismal as this anecdote might portray. It's more complex than that. But the undertones remain, laid down in purple and orange wax by preschool hands at the fringes of my memory. And with that, beloved podcast listeners, I bid you adieu. Go on your way now. Embark on your journeys. Climb into a wicker basket and dangle below a bag filled with helium. Drift with the winds across the bluest skies to lands far from here. Until next time, farewell.